Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter and really cool things to do. And I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, connected, and wanting to go out and do something. And recently, we have all been experiencing Me Too. We are speaking out and saying no to this crap. Women are thawing and just deciding not to accept the way that we've been treated. It's about holding people accountable. And by the way, I've been kind of surprised at how many people are surprised. I mean, women, we deal with this. Yeah, we're not surprised. But we're now saying no. And we're claiming who we are who we want to be. We're saying me too, not only because we've had problems in the past, but now me too because we want to be a leader. Me too. We want to be at the table. Me too. We have ideas. We have a female perspective to build tomorrow. Yeah, me too. And me too for commitment and support. Support women-owned businesses. Say yes to that. Say me too and vote for female leaders. Me too and go to a theater run by women artistic directors. Yeah. And there's a wonderful theater in town that boasts a vibrant woman who runs the the whole shebang as the artistic director. And I'm proud that she's on our show today. We have Sarah Rasmussen, who is the artistic director of the Jungle Theater. Welcome. Thank you so much, Laurie. I'm so happy to be here. I am so glad you're here. Me and too. <laughs> you have such a wonderful background in, in bringing us you know, your great insights here in the Twin Cities. Tell me a little bit about what brought you here. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I was, uh, as, a, as a kid, I grew up in rural South Dakota, and Minneapolis-St. Paul was the closest metropolis. The big city. The big city. It was the big city. Um, I grew up in Sisseton, South Dakota, which is a small town in northeast South Dakota. And um, my mom was an English teacher and really mm-hmm. believed in, in arts. But growing up in a small town, arts weren't, uh, live arts weren't super abundant in mm-hmm. rural South Dakota. So I was really lucky that my parents, uh, they'd bring us into the Twin Cities uh, once in a while when they mm-hmm. could and, um, and introduce us to, to live performance. So I got to see work uh, as a kid at the, at the Children's Theater. I got to see some work at the Guthrie. Mm-hmm. And... Um, at that sort of pivotal time, I think it was around 13, teenage girl, you know, figuring out what my voice was going to be in the world, I saw I saw Shakespeare at the Guthrie and decided, I am going to become a director. I want to do that. I want to direct plays like that. Was there a particular show? That it, was just... a, it was a Shakespeare play called As You Like It. Oh, I love um, that show. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Marvel played Rosalind in it, and then of course has gone on to an incredible theater and mm-hmm. uh, and film and TV career, and such a such a powerful female actor. So uh, so it really feels full circle for me to be back in the Twin Cities, and something that that always blows my mind is I'm getting to work now with actors that inspired me to go into theater in the first place, and that just seems what just, a perfect it's so circle. moving and incredible. So I. Um, it was a long road to come back. I I uh, I went to graduate school in California. I lived in New York. I worked at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. I then became a professor at UT Austin in Austin, Texas. So I bounced around the country, living in pretty much every corner of it and working. But I always felt that the Twin Cities had had something really special about its theater scene. And and for me, I think we have some of the most incredible acting talent in the country. And and I think there's many reasons for that. There's, there's been such a great history of so many theaters cultivating that talent over the years. But I also think it has to do with the fact that actors here have a life outside mm-hmm. of theater and they bring such richness to stories on stage. Um, and whether that's that they have a family or they have a garden or they have hobbies, they're not just doing theater and thinking about theater all the time. And Living, I think that, breathing, talking. Right, because what I want on stage is are stories that that we can really connect with and and uh, humans that we can really connect with and i think there's something special uh, about our about our talent here and i think there's also something really special about our audiences here i in working all over the country i think that 
uh, audiences here are, are incredibly literate, and they're also incredibly open-hearted. They're excited to be at the theater. They're excited to to see a show. They're curious, and that creates for. I think the perfect spark between actor and audience to really do something surprising, challenging, engaging. Um, so I really feel at home here and I'm so happy to be back. We have cold hands, but warm hearts. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. I first moved back to Minnesota, which is eons ago, I came back to go to the university of Minnesota and I just stayed. Um, I was amazed at how many people got out and did things in the winter. Yes. And because I think it's we, partly why we have a great theater scene. Yes. Because I loved living in Southern California, but you know what? When it's gorgeous outside and there's surfing to be yes, had, and yes. I, I think it's it's a harder sell to get people to go inside to the theater. So we I think very... we can thank our our chillier <laughs> weather for our our great uh, levels of book reading and theater artistic going and... sensibilities, exactly. uh, going out to restaurants, doing things. I mean, that was that exactly. was so shocking to me is that there's this energy to go do and be and get out there. Yes. Uh, and I I lived in Southern California as well and you know there's something about being able to just lounge in that pool that there is, is something <laughs> there is something to that I'm... and the east coast i mean it seems to shut down when there's bad weather <laughs> and we all hibernate and, and are in fear of dealing with the elements you know there's a courage here and there i think is. with the courage that we face our weather is also the courage that we want in our art we want something that will challenge us. We don't want just the average story. Uh, we want to think about things. Right, right. Well, I think the cardinal sin of, of, of theater is, is being boring. So yes. that's something I'm, I'm very mindful of at The Jungle. I like stories that surprise us. I like stories that, that, that challenge or provoke conversation. But also, I'm really drawn to humor. I'm drawn to stories that, that give us energy to go back into the world and and. And bring bring our whole selves to it, and I think that that that's it's more important now than ever to gather together and see something beautiful and laugh. And right now we have this holiday show running, and you cannot get a ticket to it. And it's oh. it's heartfelt. It has great women characters. It's funny, and I think. I've been telling my staff, I think that comedy is a public service right now. We oh, yes, need it. Please. We need it. <laughs> yes. And it's not it's not trivial. It's it's something that we deeply need as humans is to gather and and feel that energy of, of each other and hope so that we can go out recharged. Community. And there's something that's very magical about theater. I mean, you can go to a film, but you don't get that same sense of community because that art is happening right there and you are part of it. Yes. And you're affecting it. That's yes. the fun thing, too, is is having a home theater now and seeing night after night. I, I don't know that audiences always know that they play such a, a special role in mm -hmm. a performance because their energy, especially in a comedy, feeds those actors. And it's it's a little different or the actors will, will push a little further or try something a little bit differently because of the energy they get from the audience. So it's it's, it's And I've amazing. heard rumors that that might come back. Our our holiday <laughs> show, Miss Bennett, is indeed, yes, the, our sold-out holiday show. We are... We know that there's so many people who want to see it and aren't getting a chance to. So we are we are hoping to bring it back. And it's fun to find our own holiday tradition. This this play is by Lauren Gunderson and Margot Melcon. And Lauren Gunderson's the most produced living playwright in America right now. She's my age, uh, younger female writer. Wonderful. And it's such a it's such a joyful a me too for playwrights. Yes. yes, and it's such a joyful play and also deeply deeply feminist. It looks at it's a sequel to Pride and Prejudice that looks mm -hmm. at what happens to Mary Bennett and self determination and. The, um, all these great women characters, and then of course great male characters too, like Mister Darcy. And, oh, uh, sounds wonderful. So, yeah, it's really fun. I, I like that you are focusing on developing and directing new work. That that's, that's important my, to you. That's my passion. That's your gig. It is. It is. And I I love plays from from all eras of of playwriting. But for me, the real challenge and joy is getting in the room with the writer and making something that's never been done before. Because I also feel like. Um, as somebody who is adamant about better roles for women, better representation on stage, sometimes it means that we just need to we just need to make it happen and make new things that speak to um, both that theatricality that we love, but also uh, things that we feel like need to be said right now. Well, I love your mission uh, to create powerful and poetic theater in the intimate jungle home, which is deeply rooted in its Minneapolis neighborhood. True. Tell yes. me about that. 
So my uh, one of my friends came to the jungle and said, it's like seeing the greatest actors in town in your living room. <laughs> and it really is. It has such a warm, beautiful living room feel. If you haven't been to the jungle, come check us out uh, in our in our 2018 season because it's, it's so cozy, red velvet seats, a really bohemian lobby. And you really feel like you get to leave the world behind for a while and just enjoy a story and when do we get to just you know turn off our phones and yes. and be and so i love that bane belke who uh, was the founding artistic director built such a a gorgeous home for theater and it uh and it, we really carry on those values of beautiful design really theatrical shows that really sweep you away in resonate place. Yeah. deeply yeah and i love your vision to be a neighborhood theater which speaks to your neighborhood mm-hmm. with national impact and i think that's important because you're doing something that's powerful as a businesswoman that i want to acknowledge yes thank you for that um we are we uh, we know that 70 percent of audiences across the country are female and yet only 12 percent of uh artistic directors are women so what's wrong with that picture easy to find out uh and <laughs> it does and, well, <laughs> and we are we that was really important to me right away at the jungle uh-huh. to say we can do better yep. And so over 50% of our roles each season are for women. Uh, that is, that's huge in the field. We had all of our directors this season were women. Uh, we had four female writers represented on our season. And even if a play is by a man, which is, which is great too, we do those plays too. I, I really care about having strong female protagonists, women of all ages represented on stage. I, I think that in, you know, in my experience, um, we need, we need women's voices not only in numbers, but in quality on our, in our art. Absolutely. We're coming to the close, and, and I want to make sure that everyone knows how to get to your jungletheater.com. You can buy tickets as well there, and tickets do sell out, so we're going to be talking about subscriptions too. Terrific place, and we're going to learn more about the rest of the vision as well as you know some cool things about women in theater. More to come. Stay tuned. One Voice Mixed Chorus, Minnesota's LGBTA chorus, returns to the Ordway Concert Hall for Sanctuary, an unforgettable evening of choral music celebrating the music of immigrants who make Minnesota home, including Scandinavian, German, Irish, Mexican, Hmong, and Somali. One Voice will also perform You Will Be Found for Broadway's Dear Evan Hansen and I Come From Good People. That's at the Ordway Concert Hall Friday, January 19th and Sunday, January 21st. Call 651-224-4222 or check out onevoicemn.org for tickets today. As farmers and ranchers, stewardship of the land comes naturally. Your work keeps our water clean, improves the soil, and enhances wildlife habitat. It also provides countless benefits, not just for you and your family, but for millions of Americans who depend on this region every day without even realizing it. Thank you for being stewards of America's prairie for all of us. Take a moment to find out how conservation pays. Visit conservationpays.org. One in ten people is at risk of going hungry, even though there is more than enough food to feed them. Second Harvest Heartland and our partners are working to change that. At Second Harvest Heartland, we source, collect, store, and deliver food. We lead the way in hunger relief by connecting people, processes, resources, and innovative ideas. We're working hard to give people more access to food because food changes learning, food changes health, food changes family, food changes everything. Visit Second Harvest Heartland at twoharvest.org. Want to see someone walk through a wall of jello? Want to find out what playwrights do when you make them write about hidden chili peppers? Come to Theater Unbound 24 hour Extreme Theater Smackdown. Six new short plays written within 24 hours featuring fearless women theater artists using ingredients voted on by you, the public. Saturday, January 13th, 8 p.m. at Stepping Stone Theater in St. Paul. Visit theaterunbound.com to purchase tickets and vote on ingredients. Theater Unbound, the women's theater. Our veterans need you. There are more than 8 million enrollees in health care at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Veterans from previous generations. And veterans from today's wars. Challenging medical conditions. And more women returning than ever before. Or redefining health care is provided. Serve those who served our nation. Bring your medical and health care skills to VA. America's heroes need you. Visit vacareers.va.gov. 
As a teacher, having a foster grandparent in my room, it, it enables me to have an extra set of hands. Foster grandparents are role models, tutors, and friends to children with exceptional needs. It's been fantastic having Grandma Freddie in our room. It is the best feeling in the world. I'm a best student because of her. To learn more about how to become a foster grandparent and help children in need, call 1-800-942-2677 or visit Senior Corps at nationalservice.gov. We're glad you've joined us here on Connections Radio Show, where we're talking about theater, we're talking about the jungle theater, and we're talking with the artistic director, Sarah Rasmussen, who brings uh, a lively perspective and a dedication to women and women in art, and it just thrills me to no end to have her here and to have you get to know Sarah and plan to go to the shows. They are wonderful. Uh, you can go to the shows by going to the website and learning more about uh, the Jungle Theater and then buying tickets. Uh, but you can also listen in today. And if you missed part of it and you want to hear the whole thing or you want to listen again or send it to a friend, you can go to our am950radio.com and go down to Connections Radio Show. Click on my link and there it is. You can share it with friends and it's a very cool thing to do. But the Jungle Theater is the – it's just Jungle Theater and that's with an er.com. And then if you want to buy tickets – and I really suggest if you want to go see these shows, think about a subscription because these shows sell out. But to buy tickets, you go to jungletheater.com backslash tickets backslash. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. So glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. In our last segment, we started to learn a little bit about you and some of the cool things that you've been doing and done in your career before you even got here in your young artistic life. You've already made a huge impact in uh, being part of the Oregon uh, Shakespeare Festival, which was, I think, must have been exciting since Shakespeare was what first inspired you to want to be a director. Absolutely. Yes. I spent a couple of years working at Oregon Shakespeare Festival, mainly working as the resident director of their new work lab, uh, which was fantastic because we had some of the greatest writers in the country right now coming out to workshop their scripts with nice. actors which was it was it was heaven it was such a great um, learning experience for me. But then I also directed a Shakespeare. Sometimes I dip back into those classics. I directed a Shakespeare there, and it was actually the first all-female Shakespeare in the history nice. of the organization, which has been around for about 80 years. So, um, And then I, I, I enjoyed that project so much, I decided to bring it here to Minneapolis as my first show at the Jungle. And it was an all-female production of uh, Shakespeare's first play, The Two Gentlemen of Verona. <laughs> and the super fun thing about that is that we had uh, cast members in their 70s, and we had cast members who were preteen girls so we had this multi-generational multi-generational and and also kind of unexpected choices our our most uh, mature actor was playing the clown in oh, the perfect. play perfect. Uh, which was wendy lair who you know oh, um, yes so uh so i i love giving people the chance to stretch and do something new and i think i found that's my greatest joy being an artistic director being a producer is is being able to open that door for artists and say, hey, you know what? I think you'd be great at this. And and seeing that look in their eyes of like, ooh, I, I've never done that before. But I think that's often what makes really surprising mm-hmm. engaging art is something a little something a little unexpected. And But it says a lot that you can see that in someone, that you can imagine the possibilities for them. Right. And I think that's partly growing up in rural South Dakota. You've got to imagine the possibilities <laughs> because no one's, uh, no one's going to hand it to you. But I do think that is, uh, I think it is, it is a strength of mine, is, is seeing the potential in someone. And it's probably the, the educator in me, too, is saying, I want to give you a chance to find something deeper about yourself. And I think then that transfers over into the audience, too, of saying, Hey, I, let's all let's all gather together and, and feel like we belong here, and then let's go somewhere we haven't been before. And and I think that's really what what art can how art can feed us. And I'm I'm endlessly inspired by that. And it's important. I love your education background, and I'm glad you're in Austin, a nice little blue spot in Texas, yes. <laughs> the blueberry and the tomato exactly. soup. I love they it. Say. I yes. love it. Yeah. Uh, but your education, I think, helps uh, at least in in our conversations here. I can see where you can build trust. 
And that's so important. You can recognize something in someone, but if they don't hear it, if they don't trust it, they may not go for it. But if they trust you and you see that in them, Mm -hmm. whether it be an actor, a director, a playwright, or an audience member, that takes them to the next level. That's that inspiration thing. Oh, that's that's so interesting that you're picking up on that. That's something I've been reflecting on a lot as we talk about new systems and more um, female-driven mm-hmm. systems of, of leadership and of, of creating work. Because I think as a younger woman in this field where there's a lot of men, I saw a lot of male directors say, you know, um, you know it was sort of like, do it for me, do right. it for me, you know, and, and kind of berating people into making choices or, or mm-hmm. there, there was a much more top-down energy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the way I direct is say, hey, do it for you, you know, yeah. find it within yourself, challenge yourself and, and grow in this. And I think that's what makes really beautiful art and, and really galvanizes an ensemble is people who feel pride and ownership and a collective ownership in what they're doing. And so I've been thinking a lot about that in sort of models of, of leadership that I think we're moving away from this really top down yeah. patriarchal thing to what I hope is a more, uh, a more matriarchal idea of let's absolutely let's, collaborative. I mean, let's just collect exactly. the berries and share the berries together, it, you know, exactly. There, exactly. And I, a way I of collecting have, and in that is yeah. different than yeah and i'm really determined and driven and competitive but i i uh i do not like competition amongst women mm-hmm. i think that that's i think that that's something that's that's really ugly and i think it's something that's oftentimes um projected onto women that women mm-hmm. don't get along but listen if we don't have enough roles for women if we don't have enough right. opportunities we're setting up we're setting up a pretty ugly system. So that's, again, why I go back to we need great roles for women to lead on stage, off stage, um, to be able to articulate their own ideas. And and out of that comes, I think, a much more humane and joyous and way of working. And textured. Much more interesting. I mean, it, it, we were talking earlier, sometimes in the past, you know, the competition is about how you look, how much you weigh. If you're young, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, those are really closing down options. You know, how do we open the box to all kinds of new stuff that's in there that isn't the expected? It is the surprising. And those stereotypical stories. You know yes. what? They're not the stories I want to see on stage. I want to see the full richness of, of humanity. And we've got such great stories coming up that really that really look at that and, and I'm I'm so I'm so excited about that. See that range of, of of female energy on stage. Well why don't we go ahead and we'll jump right into tell me about the show that's coming up. We're gonna um, talk about two shows from in January and February and we're gonna also in the next segment talk about all the shows coming up. Yes. But I'm um, I'm excited about two of the shows that uh, and I'm glad you're doing a show in January. Talking yes, about going yes. and doing so this things. Is exactly, Sometimes theaters don't do stuff exactly. in January. And we're kind of we're kind of we're kind of doing something new at the jungle. Uh, normally a, a lot of shows in town don't start until about mid February, but we said, you know what? Hey, we've got we've got two shows we're excited about. We're gonna run them each for three weeks each. So they're they're a shorter run, but um, they're they're three weeks each and they're really, really exciting to us. We had last summer we had a great uh, experience. We did a new musical called Fly by Night, and that featured local musicians, John Munson from Semisonic. Chris Koza, who's a great singer-songwriter, some other incredible local musicians. And I got so excited about shows that feature uh, amazing Minnesota-based musicians. Yes. Yes. Because music on stage is so, it's so, it's so fun. So our first show up is uh, called Ishmael, and it is an adaptation of Moby Dick, and it is by uh, an incredible writer and director named Leo Jeter, who's Hollywood-based right now, doing a lot of film and TV, but he's coming back um, with this piece that was in the 2015 Minnesota French Festival, and was a real big hit there. Ishmael features one uh, actor, Jack Weston, who is playing all the characters, so it's very theatrical, very imaginative, and then it also features three musicians from the local bluegrass band, Partner Sandstone. I love bluegrass. We had a whole show on bluegrass not too long ago, and we're going to hear more about all the other, we're coming down to the end of the segment, um, but I'm, I'm so excited about your season and excited about getting people to think about doing a subscription, uh, so check out jungletheater.com backslash tickets if you think these shows are something that you want to see and believe me they are go to it buy some tickets and we'll talk more about the subscription opportunities as well we'll be right back after just a really short break hundreds of thousands of veterans have taken off their uniforms and put them away carefully packed and safely stowed 
But for some veterans, the uniform isn't so easily removed. The emotions experienced while serving continue to weigh on them. Life after service is different. Many veterans find transitioning difficult, and daily life is no longer as enjoyable as it once was. Some feel overwhelmed and lost. But that uncertainty doesn't take away from their strength and courage, nor does it take away from the sense of duty veterans carry with them. The transition from service is different for everyone. If you are a veteran going through a difficult time, or no one who is, the power of one person, one connection, one act of compassion can make a difference. For free 24-7 confidential support, call the Veterans Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or visit VeteransCrisisLine.net. Located in the vibrant Lynn Lake neighborhood in Minneapolis, the Jungle Theater sparks meaningful dialogue through compelling stories, meaningful acting, and exquisite design. The Jungle is more than just a theater, though. It's a community that inspires empathy and reflects our changing world. This winter, experience the magic of the Jungle with a duet of dynamic one-person plays. First is Ishmael, in which one actor gives a tour de force of the many voices of Herman Melville's classic novel Moby Dick, accompanied by members of the Bluegrass Band, Hurt near Sandstone. Ishmael is on stage January 13th through February 4th. Next up, from February 10th through March 4th, is New York Times critics' pick, My Mother Has Four Noses, written and performed by acclaimed singer-songwriter Jonathan Brooke. This show is the beautiful and heartbreaking tale of Jonathan's final two years together with her mother, who was battling Alzheimer's. Buy your tickets now by going to jungletheater.com or treat yourself to a subscription for the 2018 season by calling the box office at 612-822-7063. Want to see someone walk through a wall of jello? Want to find out what playwrights do when you make them write about hidden chili peppers? Come to Theater Unbound 24-hour Extreme Theater Smackdown. Six new short plays written within 24 hours featuring fearless women theater artists using ingredients voted on by you, the public. Saturday, January 13th, 8 p.m. at Stepping Stone Theater in St. Paul. Visit theaterunbound.com to purchase tickets and vote on ingredients. Theater Unbound, the women's theater. Hi, I'm Tina for Justin Anderson. Do you know a young person who enjoys writing as much as I do? If so, please support Circus Bookshelf, the first publishing company exclusively for teen offers. Our services are 100% free, and we even pay royalties. We have five books published so far, and I sure would appreciate your help to bring the next five to market. Tax-deductible donations can be made online at sigmasbookshelf.com slash donate. Sigmas Bookshelf is a project of Springboard for the Arts. That's sigmasbookshelf.com slash donate. The NLS Braille and Audio Reading Download Service gives patrons with visual impairments or physical limitations the freedom to read their way. BARGE is this beautiful web-based program for searching for books and for the ability to download them. It's a great way to have a book with you without carrying a book. For information about the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped Library of Congress, visit loc.gov slash thatallmayread. Connections Radio Show. We're glad you joined us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And as you know, on Connections Radio Show, we like to shake it up a little bit and talk about all kinds of cool ideas and things to do. And today we have been having a great conversation with Sarah Rasmussen, (laughs) there we go, of the Jungle Theater. And Sarah brings such a delightful perspective and exciting because I love to see women leaders. I love to see strong women voices. Uh, And Sarah's making it happen at the Jungle for Women. And so I want to encourage folks not only to go because it's a fabulous neighborhood theater to go to and it's a charming uh, space to be in and great shows, but also support women. This is our time. This is our time to, when we say Me Too, I want Me Too not just because we've had our challenges. Me Too is for the future, too. And I want, I want Sarah's vision to be supported and, and grown with and have us celebrate and uh, treasure her for the national uh, and Minnesota treasure that she is. Oh, thank you so much, Laurie. And I wanted to share as we, we're going to be talking about the season. Uh, we've, and, and if you've missed part of the show, you can go back and, and listen to a podcast. You can go to our am950radio.com, go down to Connections, click on it, and you can listen to this show. And you can also give it to a friend. Uh, but if you uh, want to also learn a little bit more about the Jungle Theater, I encourage you to go to thejungletheater.com and 
see more about it. We're talking about all kinds of cool ideas of the season coming up, and we'll be talking about the season in this segment. But I also want to talk about your vision uh, because I think your vision is so important. We started to talk a little bit about it um, in terms of you know bringing people together with and, and doing a national impact. It's na- neighborhood theater with a national impact. But I also think part of your vision that I, I want to make sure audience knows about is sparking Meaningful dialogue with audiences through compelling stories, masterful acting, and exquisite design. Mm-hmm. Right. I want audiences to leave and have to keep talking about the play with, mm-hmm. with whoever they came with and um, have a chat about it. And, and ideally, I think a great play is the kind where you leave and say, I've got to tell so-and-so about this play. I've got to keep talking about this. So we've actually uh, started something after every show called Stay Late. And this is after absolutely every performance where uh, actors um, from the show chat with the audience and they talk about they talk about the play, they talk about the process of it. And, and we're just we've found that's really valuable to our audience to get that insider um, conversation after they've seen a piece about about the questions they have, whatever that sparks for them. And we recently did a, a really provocative, challenging show called The Nether. That was the one right before the, our holiday show. And oftentimes over half the audience stayed to talk mm-hmm. about the play. And I thought that's that's really that's really important to me um, to, to be able to have that conversation, that ongoing conversation with an audience. For me, a, a good show is one that I will be thinking about for weeks to come. Absolutely. It might be an image. Mm-hmm. It might be a monologue. It might be a, a turn of phrase. It it might be, it might even just be something that happened that night that all came together with an aha at some moment. Mm-hmm. And if I have an aha, it's with me forever, that show. So it's it, great to hear. There are many ahas at the jungle. Uh, it's a place that, that celebrates that. Mm-hmm. So we were started to talk about Ishmael. And one of the things that I th- think is so cool is that Bluegrass Band is going to be in this yes, one. And there's this incredible is- Bluegrass uh, musicians on stage that are part of the, the action. And it's I, I, I love that it celebrates our, our local artists that way. And the show starts January 13th and goes through February 4th. So mm-hmm. it's a three-week production. This was a part of the Minnesota Fringe in 2015. It was. It was. And I really believe believe in in elevating um, local local talent here and putting the spotlight on that I something I'm aware of is sometimes I think we we look too much to what was a hit in New York what was a hit you know elsewhere to to import and I think again we've got such great talent here we really want to find ways to continue to to, to shine the spotlight on that and this is um, a Moby Dick shape uh, based on Moby Dick and it's Correct. a shape shifting actor uh, really imaginative piece. I uh, can't wait. One actor um, taking us through the the whole story, and I think it's when I saw it, I thought this is a really great way to revisit a novel that many of us are familiar-ish yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's good. You know, um, but but it's it's uh, it's a really propulsive. Um, way to to move through the emotions mm-hmm. of that novel leo jeter has done a beautiful job mm-hmm. uh, adapting this and directing this i love storytellers so i do too and i think it feels like a good winter story mm-hmm. of let's gather together and hear the story and then the piece that follows that is my mother has four noses uh which is a a, a piece by incredible pop folk singer songwriter jontha brooke who was one of my favorite musical artists uh growing up she's internationally famous and she recently moved to the twin cities so i thought wow this is actually a show i was even looking at before jontha moved to the twin cities it uh it is uh, directed developed and directed by our very own jeremy cohen who Ooh. runs the playwright center yes uh, he is a he is a gift to this community. He and Jantha did the show uh, all over. They did it in in New York. It was a New York Times Critics pick. There, if you Jantha plays a local gig at the Dakota. If you saw the New Standards Holiday Show, she was on that the other night. She is amazing, and this is an incredible tribute to her caring for her mother in the final years of her mother's life. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's and her mother it's heartbreaking. Had Alzheimer's, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to resonate with so many people who are also caregivers uh so moving so funny but and the music is just incredible she's bringing in a lot of her new york team to do music with her and it's gonna be amazing and she's a published poet a clown uh oh that's the 
is that the 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 writer or is it about the the mother who is all of this? She she was published a poet, a clown, a Christian scientist, and she that's had... about the mother. Okay. Yeah. So her mother is this amazing character, <laughs> uh-huh. um, and complex character uh-huh. as as mothers can be. Uh, and Jantha, like I said, is just she's had this incredible singer songwriter career. She's also a songwriter right now for uh, some incredible. She writes songs for Katy Perry. Mm. She writes songs. <laughs> cool. for, you know, she's just a she is a very cool. Very cool woman and a real leader in the in the music world. So we're just we're thrilled to have her on our stage. One of the quotes that I liked: that "Old women, we all know, don't want more books to read, but just a hand to hold that holds right back, assuring memories are real." That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, this is the kind of show you want to go with mm-hmm. a friend, you want to go with a, a parent, you want to mm-hmm. go and and just experience that together and have those conversations of the things that come up when we talk about these these things because theater i think is a place to confront those difficult questions emotions those 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 difficult life experiences right it's a place where you can gather and think about the big questions Mm -hmm. of life Mm -hmm. but in a way that that feels supported and and that we can have a dialogue around it and of course i love dialogue (laughs) being talk radio we we do so i love that you have a late night opportunity for people to talk because yes. I think yes. you can leave the theater and you're talking with your family you, you, or you talk with friends. But there's a richness of, of sharing that art that just took place with, with the Absolutely. other community that was there to see it in that Absolutely. moment. I love we're in such a vibrant neighborhood, too. It's the kind of neighborhood. Come and come and get dinner before at, at Muddy Waters or it's Greek to me or come, at, you know, stay afterwards and go out in the neighborhood and have a drink and keep talking. And it it's so great to be part of that vibrant neighborhood in Lynn Lake. And I want to mention some of the other shows that are coming up. You've got The Wolves. Yes. Tell me wolves. about The Wolves. Listen, The Wolves, you can't get a ticket to The Wolves in New York right now. It's playing at Lincoln Center right now. We are so lucky to have the rights. This was a play that was um, a finalist for the Pulitzer last year. It is so powerful, and I am so glad we're doing it right now. It's about a, a high school girls soccer team, and it takes women really seriously about what they're talking about, what they're thinking about. It's it, We look at this soccer team as they're warming up and in the safety of their circle, stretching. We hear all the big ideas, all the funny ideas, all the small things, all the heartbreaking things that are part of uh, teenage girls' lives. So if you have a young woman in your life, you need to bring her to this show. Uh, If you ever were a teenage girl, you need to see this show. If you've never been a teenage girl, you need to see this show to understand what's really going on. And we just did a read of this the other night, and I thought, wow, this is really what I want to be doing right now, is is putting these kind of young voices on stage in such a powerful, meaningful way. And that opens March 31st. It does. So I want to get back to that subscription thing. Yes, I'm worried. thank you. I'm worried that if I want to go see the show, if I don't you know, either buy the ticket now or even yes. better... If I bought a subscription so I can make sure all the shows I want to see. Absolutely. So our shows at the Jungle, we're only 150 seats and we are sold out more often than not. And and like I said, the uh, this the show that's happening right now is a perfect example. If you had a subscription, you've got tickets. If you don't, um, we, we are sold out. So subscriptions are on sale right now and also single tickets are on sale right now. So go to our website. I also want to just put in the plug of theater makes a great gift. A lot of us, we don't need another ugly sweater. We don't need, you know. We need experience. We need experiences. And yeah. I think, you know, I think um, whether you're somebody listening and you think, you know, let's just get those dates on the calendar and then we know we've got tickets, get that subscription. But I also want to say, you know, I think it's a great gift for for, for someone else in your life. Mm-hmm. Give them a subscription or give them some tickets and go for a date them. night. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a fun thing. I um, One of my favorite jungle stories, and I don't think he'd mind me telling this story, is uh, Omar Ansari, who runs Surly Beer, mm-hmm. uh, once got a subscription for... He, he was single and he thought, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to get a subscription so I can take someone out to the theater for a fun date. He brought his wife to the jungle. Oh. That was their first date. Oh. They've been married forever. They have a beautiful family. And I just I always love that story because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is what this is what matters in life is doing things with other people. I also want to put a plug in for our audience to think about supporting the jungle theater with a donation, because if you believe, which I do, in supporting good art and women leadership, you couldn't get do a better bet than than to invest in the future no, with the jungle. Thanks for that too. Yeah, tis tis the season for end of year giving, and uh, ticket sales actually only cover forty seven percent of what we do, and we want to keep our ticket uh, prices really affordable for our community. And so, yes, please, we we would we would love it if you'd consider supporting. Well, let's get back to some of the shows coming up. Uh, we also have Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill. Billy Holiday. How could you Holiday. go wrong with Billy yes, Holiday? I've got 
local legend Thomasina Petras playing oh, Billie Holiday. Terrific. We're transforming the jungle into a cozy jazz club. This one is going to sell. Absolutely. So and Marion McClinton? Marion McClinton, also local legend and, yes. and, and directing an expert in, in jazz uh, and, and jazz theater. So uh, we're so proud to have Marion back uh, at the jungle with this show. That's That plays um, early... May 26th. May 26th. It opens up. It opens. And then our final show of this. Oh, but before we go, before I want to make sure. Now, this is going to be so cool. You're going to be going into like a small, intimate bar in 1959, Philadelphia. Yes, to see one of Billy's last performances. And if you've never heard Thomasina sing Billy, I mean, she said, you'd swear you were listening to Billy. She is. Amazing. All right. So give me the next one. Is that Hand to God? Hand to God, which is going to be directed by the amazing Christina Baldwin, who uh, is currently represented on stage with uh, Miss Bennett. She is so such an incredibly funny comedy director. Hand to God was a huge hit on Broadway, a huge hit on the West End. Uh, and we're so excited to be bringing it to the jungle. It's really irreverent. It's kind of the perfect end of the summer crazy kind of feeling uh, comedy. It's really... A spectacularly foul-mouthed and wickedly scandalous sock puppet I hear is being featured. Yes, yes. <laughs> so fans of Avenue Q, you're going to want to come uh, see this because puppets puppets behaving badly is pretty hilarious. <laughs> well, that uh, opens July 21st. So put does. that on your calendar. It, it sounds does. like it's a must-see really and we, we do not want to miss that. Now, in our next segment, we're going to... I can't believe how quickly this goes, but our next segment, we're going to talk a little bit also about jungle rights yes. a program uh, for students young women i'm excited to learn more about that uh and some cool things that you're doing with them too so stay tuned you're listening to am 950 radio uh where we are the progressive voice of minnesota and connections radio show is proud to be a part of challenging people to think in new ways and get out and do something so I'm encouraging you to get out to the jungle, jungletheater.com. Go to it. Stages Theater Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theater Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Now on display at the Museum of Russian Art is an exhibition of beautiful icons and sacred art from the 19th century called Russian Sacred Art Connecting Heaven and Earth. Liturgical music from the best Russian choirs gently accompanies your experience of these pillars of spiritual life. Open daily and with free parking, Timora is the easiest museum to get to Minneapolis, so plan your visit today at tmora.org. That is tmora.org. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Located in the vibrant Lynn Lake neighborhood in Minneapolis, the Jungle Theater sparks meaningful dialogue through compelling stories, meaningful acting, and exquisite design. The Jungle is more than just a theater, though. It's a community that inspires empathy and reflects our changing world. This winter, experience the magic of the Jungle with a duet of dynamic one-person plays. First is Ishmael, in which one actor gives a tour de force of the many voices of Herman Melville's classic novel Moby Dick, accompanied by members of the Bluegrass Band, Pert near Sandstone. Ishmael is on stage January 13th through February 4th. Next up, from February 10th through March 4th, is 
is New York Times critic's pick, My Mother Has Four Noses, written and performed by acclaimed singer-songwriter Jonathan Brooke. This show is the beautiful and heartbreaking tale of Jonathan's final two years together with her mother, who was battling Alzheimer's. Buy your tickets now by going to jungletheater.com or treat yourself to a subscription for the 2018 season by calling the box office at 612-822-7063. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and I'm glad that you made the connection today and tuned in and heard about the wonderful Jungle Theater and Sarah Rasmussen who is the artistic director and who is bringing a great vision of the female voice, the female leader, the female perspective, and how powerful that is in in our theater today and gives us all a chance to celebrate who we are and what we want to be and what we want for the future. And one of the things that she's doing that really excites me is uh, the Jungle Rights Program. And I wanted to make sure that we, we spend some time having you share about how you're cultivating the future female voices for us. Right. I'm so glad you brought that up. Jungle Rights is a new initiative at the Jungle that teaches playwriting. Um, we have professional playwriting teachers that are mentoring and teaching a cohort of teenage girls in our community. And I love this program. It's a it's a really diverse group of girls. And, and it's it's important for us. It's our way of giving back to the community and saying, who who's going to be that future generation of, of writers? And what Minnesota stories by young women do we want to do we want to be helping to lift up and uh, and and move into the next generation of theater and and whether these women go on to be professional playwrights mm-hmm. or whether they go on to any other amazing you know uh, path that they decide to go down I, I think that that theater is just such an incredible tool for for learning how to how to articulate one's thoughts and yeah, do you partner with the Playwright Center or this is this is a program that is entirely contained at the Jungle. We received some uh, really generous support from the Minnesota State Arts Board, mm-hmm. but our, our our playwriting instructors, many of them, uh, have been connected with the Playwright Center mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. professional playwrights. So we uh, we are we're so proud to have those female playwrights um, leading these classes with these young women. Now, are these the same women, or do you have different women for different workshops? And how do you encourage them to be a part of this program? Right. We reached out to the, the local public schools, and we know that there's some wonderful theater education that happens in our public schools, but, but some schools don't have as, as, as much of that. Uh, and, it's, and with things being cut, we don't know in the future absolutely. So, have. so the program is open to, uh, was open to, to, to young women to apply, um, but we specifically had that eye, uh, eye towards wanting to have a really diverse cohort of women, and they're with us. They're with us now pretty much the entire school year, and, and they can stay on with the, with the courses, you know, uh, as, as long as they want to if they got into that initial group. We also have them come watch rehearsals. They get free tickets to our shows. We have had wonderful partners in the community like the Guthrie also offer free tickets to these young women. They each are also assigned a mentor in the community so that they have another theater professional, an actor, a director, a playwright that they can talk to. And I think this is really important as we as we cultivate young women's uh, talent and self-esteem is to give them that intergenerational mentorship of saying, Look, you know what? We've we've been there too, and we know these challenges. And we're here to we're here to support you and here to lift you up. One of the things that strikes me about this is so often, especially in our teenage years, we're trying to figure out our voice. Mm-hmm. You know, who are we? What what do we believe in? What do we think about? You know, how do we? And, and as you say, even if they don't become playwrights, the claiming of this is what I say, this is what I want to write, mm-hmm. and I w- will be heard. Yes. Oh my yes. goodness, that's powerful! Yeah, you know, and it gives me chills just thinking about it. Yes, we're, we're really we're really excited about this, and it's it's an area I'd love to expand mm-hmm. uh, at the jungle. Is more of this sort of educational opportunity and reaching, giving back to the community, and and um, sharing sharing that and building confidence in women. Absolutely, because we could use a little bit more. Maybe some of us, like me, have got yeah, <laughs> confidence in them. So, a lot but, of a lot of us are uh, thinking about that right yeah. now. Are what are what are the actionable steps right. uh, in this in this cultural moment to say, hey, let's especially with this generation coming up, let's support them so that maybe they don't have as rocky of a road right. as 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 you know as you said in your introduction, women women have been dealing with a lot of crap for a long time, and it's 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 time we address that, and it's time we help that younger generation. And sometimes it's felt 
like we've numbed ourselves in accepting that. And there's talk about spark. There's been a spark with this women's movement of Me Too mm-hmm. that is heating up. It's like coming out of frostbite. Yes, you know, I feel like when tingle. I started out in this business, there was a lot of, well, that's just the way it is. Exactly. You know? And you just sort of, you know, for uh, accept that. I'm not accept it, but uh, well, you at know. a certain level, you do and you don't. You just have to kind of navigate it. Right. I, an right. actor the other day said you just have to do a lot of mental gymnastics mm-hmm. um, to to work around it. And and I think I think we can we can do better. And I'm just I'm really feeling grateful to be in a position of leadership. And I feel a lot of responsibility and a lot of mm-hmm. excitement in that that we can create a different culture for for women and for and for audience members too. And I'm excited about the ripple effect. What will I that think look so like? too. Yes. What what are we intentionally putting our energy towards now that we hope will have an effect like these young women writing plays? And the other thing that I like is that you're finding ways to connect in the community um, and spin out ideas beyond the show and your jungle reads fascinates me. Tell me about that. Yes. So I'm a book lover. And uh, if I'm not in the theater, uh, the bookstore is my other favorite, favorite place to be. So we've started a partnership with the wonderful Majors and Quinn in Uptown uh, Books, independent bookstore. And for each show, we curate five books that we feel uh, expand the conversation around the plays we're doing on stage. And we work in partnership with Majors and Quinn on they, uh, they put those books out on a special display. And we've got kind of a special deal for audience members um, to, to just, you know, engage more deeply in the neighborhood and 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 i'm so excited like i said about our lynn lake neighborhood and just all the ways we we're partnering to um to just be be a part of that and as i've mentioned throughout the show i think it's important not only to just go see you might just want to just go see the show so you go get a single ticket but after you see that show i'm going to guarantee you that you're going to you're going to want to see more shows so i want to say one more time about the subscription I know you may think I'm repeating myself, but I think it's really important that if you want to go see these shows, you have to take an active role in making that happen. And mm-hmm. making that happen uh, is committing to go seeing some shows. And I think a theater, it's fun to see a show, but when you see the whole trajectory of of the decisions you've made as an artistic director of what shows – they reflect a little bit on each other. Absolutely. They create a whole of it Absolutely. in and of itself. And I think it's also fun. We've got such great actors working at the jungle. And there's always that fun thing, too, of saying, oh, wait, I saw that actor play somebody completely mm-hmm. different. Wait, is that the same person? Uh, so that's there's I think there's a real joy in kind of having having that home team experience of, of getting to know the artists over time. So I'm going to make sure that you have uh, the uh, website. It's jungletheater.com. Also, check out their their Facebook. They've got cool things that happen on their Facebook, and it's The Jungle Theater for the Facebook. And tell me about some of the fun things that you guys are doing with your Facebook. Uh, We just love giving sort of the sneak peeks and behind the scenes. And so something we do a lot is let an actor take over the social media for a day, which is really fun because then you're getting the pictures and the comments from from behind the scenes. And uh, if you go on our Facebook page right now, there's some delightful stuff. We have a great actor, Becca Hart, who's in uh, Christmas at Pemberley right now, the Miss Bennett uh, play and she's a great cartoonist she's been making these fun cartoons of things going on she's got little videos of actors backstage and the funny dances they do to the music happening on stage it's just it's delightful and it's the kind of stuff you'd never see otherwise you kind of feel like you're part of the jungle club exactly the backstage club <laughs> well thank you sarah for thank taking so the much. time to be here today and also Thank you for the work that you're doing for women. And thank you for the artistic voice that you're opening up and the magic that you're doing on stage. I'm excited about the shows coming up, and I'm glad that our audience had a chance to hear it from you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. 